What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 105 of the Foundation First Fitness Show. This is part three of our seven-part series on what every athlete should be doing. And today we are talking about recovery, specifically rest being your weapon. So in the past, um, I'm going to ballpark this. I'm going to say like five, six years. Um, it really, a lot of this stuff usually always starts in the you know high-performance sports uh, realm and industry and then kind of trickles itself down to the gen pop um but i think it's about time that we've kind of like we've discussed it a couple of times i have mentioned it on another podcast but today i'm going to go over it and and essentially what it comes down to is uh is you know rest and recovery and how much fo- time and focus has been really given to it in the last five to six years um a lot of sports teams most sports teams actually have really just like dumped a ton of money into it some teams are dump, dumping into the hundreds of thousands of dollars into understanding how to recover better between you know between their games between practices uh how to understand recovery between road trips because that does play into it as as well um and so there has been a lot of attention that's gone into it and with that attention has come a lot of opportunity for a lot of companies to start taking advantage of that namely companies like Fitbit stuff like that that are tracking your information tracking your sleep because becoming a huge deal um, and there are a couple of things in there which we're going to touch on so the biggest issue is is that recovery itself could be a super valuable thing to you but could be also very detrimental to you so recovery is something that a lot of people can either go one of two ways you can either be recovering too much and taking too much time off between your bouts and recovering not even near what you need to be recovering and really just stagnating your performance the problem is is that it's it's almost like a catch-22 where you know you want to be in the gym training but if you are training too much you're actually going to be slowing yourself down Um, And if you aren't giving yourself adequate rest, you are going to be hindering yourself while subsequently taking too much rest. And every time you go into the workout, your body is just going to be going through the, you know, being put through the meat grinder, trying to understand how to recover from that insane bout of exercise you just kind of put it through or that competitive bout you just did, whether it be playing a sport or be going for like, let's say a long distance run or so on and so forth. So... You know, when it comes to these things, there's a couple of things. And today I want to talk about a few tips that I would recommend for you to help understand how to how to recover better and tips that you can use that are practical enough for you to use on a daily basis or semi-daily basis to really improve your recovery. So the first thing I'm going to say is devices. Devices is uh, me being things that are going to be tracking, uh, monitoring your recovery on a day-to-day basis. These have become like a lot more, uh, I guess, like feasible to the average population where and more accessible. Uh, before these things, like something like a sleep tracker, like a good effective sleep tracker was going to run you close to the five, six hundred, even a thousand dollar range. Um, you know, the technology that went into them was very, was very tricky to kind of manufacture on a small enough scale where, or on a large enough scale for a lot of people to have access to them and at the same time be small enough that you could wear it on your wrist um, and not have complex technology in it. At the same time, running the interface 
Voice, which is basically the app that sits on your phone that allows you to be able to utilize this device effectively, get the proper information, get the right data out there, and then be able to make tangible and kind of like constructive decisions on what you should do. So now that that's kind of gotten cleaned up, cleaned up, basically Fitbit has become like popular. Another one that I like to use, the one I recommend, I'm going to put a link in the down below, um, is the Whoop bracelet. So W-H-O-O-P, Whoop bracelet. So I'm going to put a link down there so that if you use that link, you click on it, you will get a free month. I will get a free month. Um, but you'll get a free month too. And I think that's how it works. If you sign up for it, you get a free month. And the ba- basically, it's like a bracelet. I don't have it on right now because I was charging it today. And then I just took it off. I think it was just like it was getting it was getting in my way with a lot of what I was doing. I think it was training was getting in my way, so I took it off. Um, but basically it's it's a very kind of it's a a bracelet it just it has a little bit of it has a small reader on it the bracelets come the straps come in different colors you can get different colors for it and whatever um it's pretty awesome i i love it in the sense that it does a lot of what i needed to do meaning it tracks my sleep it tracks my recovery it tracks my workload that i'm that i'm performing on each on each day um, and it's giving me, even for someone like me that isn't a professional athlete, I do train, I do work at the office. Um, it, it really helps me understand where I'm putting a lot of my focus and whether I'm recovering properly. And what happens is it, okay, it will become a little challenging and I will get into that a little bit more, uh, in a subsequent episode, probably have to do it in a subsequent episode on how to really differentiate, you know what I'll touch up, I'll touch on a bit now, but how to really understand where, what needs to be adjusted for you to get and be able to use that data properly. Um, but I really like what that bracelet does in terms of giving you kind of like a very easy to read and easy to understand uh, breakdown of the different features that are there. So, you know, sleep being really, really important um, and heart rate, uh, variability being a very important factor. It helps you. Heart rate variability, I'm going to touch on this because I think it deserves its own uh, its own episode where I'm going to touch specifically on heart rate variability, talk a bit about it, talk a bit about the research as well, and basically talk about how to manipulate it, control it, how to uh, use it to your advantage. Heart rate variability is essentially just the way that a lot of athletes um, and a lot of strength coaches and a lot of professional sports teams, how they track their athletes' recovery on a day-to-day basis. Um, so it's very possible that you may have done, you know, you may have done a pretty extreme workout, or you may have had a very intense game, a really intense bout of competition. You do get a good night of sleep in. So your sleep's going to be really, really high. If you're looking at the Whoop uh, app, your sleep's going to be really high, but your heart rate variability won't be as high. You'll be wondering what that is. Usually that's an indicator that your next day, the reco- the the workout needs to be a little bit easier. Um, and you're going to see, like, it's very, it's very, it's pretty easy to understand. Like, it'll be like a red, a green, uh, sorry, a green is usually very, like, your recovery's fine. Yellow, it's like, uh, the recovery was a little tough, so you might want to take it easy. And then red means your recovery, your heart rate variability was very low, and you might want to take a day to just kind of recalibrate yourself and kind of get back to uh, spend a little bit more time recovering before you take on another intense workout. So that's going to be where you're going to be able to get some really good information from the technology and just knowing what to do. Um, And 
in that regard, I think the I think the device is pretty helpful. It does do a lot of work for you. Um, it does help give you a good understanding of your workload. So your strain level is what they call it on the app. The strain is where is basically going to dictate how long you were working at a high intensity where your heart rate was elevated. Um, does that necessarily mean that because you have a because you have a low strain that you didn't do much? No, because if you were doing a strength workout where you're basically you were doing like heavy squats. I just turned to look at my rack. Um, basically, when you were doing you're doing heavy squats, it will be like your your nervous system will get fried, whereas your cardiovascular system wouldn't really notice it. So your strain might be lower, but your heart rate variability might be low, and you may be wondering what that is. That's generally coming from your uh, from the squatting, from the heavy day you did, not just from squatting, but from the heavy day you did. Um, and so that's why I think there's a there's a day that I'm going to have to give directly to heart variability, understanding how to do it, understanding how to kind of like coach through those little or work through those that information. So p- keep an eye out for that episode. Uh, I'm going to compile some research papers for those of you who really want to like get down to the nit grid stuff and like kind of um, sift through all that paperwork. I'll put it up there and show you guys what I was looking at. Um, I'm going to be, you know, getting some, I guess, some uh, some input from other strength coaches as well that as well that use this a lot that use heart rate variability a lot um so devices that's pretty much those are those are two of the good devices fitbit i mean obviously other smart watches too you know apple watch and stuff like that but the one that's really good for sports the the really the one that i really like the it's just basically a strap it's the the whoop bracelet um that would that's what i would recommend for you if you're trying to look for devices the rest on another side of recovery sleep being very important. Um, I think sleep has become like a big deal in the last couple of years where there's been a lot of debates on whether sleep is something that you need to be doing at a specific number where it's like everybody has a specific number of hours they need to be sleeping, whether it be seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, whatever it is. Or, you know, there's a lot of people, as I've mentioned on a previous episode, like guys like, you know, Elon Musk that have been, you know, I guess, it's been said that they sleep like four hours a night. I don't really think that's feasible for someone who's athletic, uh, someone who trains on a very regular basis to sleep only four hours to recover. You'll look at those numbers on a brace, on a strap or something like that, or or a sleep tracker, heart rate variability tracker, recovery tracker, or even just looking at your performance numbers when you're doing a like strength exercises or testing, you'll see their numbers drop. Their nervous system just will be fried. So those numbers won't be high. It's not feasible. I would recommend sleeping anywhere between seven to nine hours. And the thing that you're going to want to pay attention to is when you are relaying that information back to like, let's say a device that's going to tell you what your numbers are, is knowing whether you are sleeping and feeling good or not feeling good. If you're not able to understand the two, I would recommend maybe trying to like use one of those watches as kind of a gauge so that you know like where it is, where you are sleeping. Because sometimes like I would wake up and I would feel dead. I would look back at my brace. I'd be like, wow, like it was bad. Like it was, it was a lot worse than I actually thought it was. Um, and then I would sleep great and I'd look at my watch and I'd see those numbers be, you know, right on point with what I needed, uh, which is why I say sleep is really important as well. So how to really understand sleep. So someone, let's say, that's not sleeping well, that's struggling with their sleep, I would tell you usually a couple of things happen. Now, number one would be vitamin D level. Uh, Vitamin D level is something that a lot of athletes and a lot of individuals lack. Uh, Vitamin D, uh, in terms of how much you're getting, 
usually is lacked. And the reason it is, is because a lot of us work day jobs where we are inside all day. We don't get exposure to a lot of sun, which is why I recommend that if people have the ability to work in an environment where they have access to sun, take advantage of that. If you don't, try to get out during the day and get some sun. Now, if it is a little colder, aka here in Canada, um, where it's in, where we're in November, things are starting to get a little chilly. The days are getting shorter and the amount of sun you can actually get is probably very low because you can't exactly expose much of your skin to the sun. You can't walk around in a t-shirt when it's like zero degrees outside. I mean, you can, you shouldn't, but you, 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 it's not, it's not really practical. Uh, you're going to want to take in some vitamin D supplementation to be able to help you get the amount in that you're going to need. Usually they've noticed that if higher vitamin D will allow you to sleep better, will help with your sleep and your recovery. So that's number one. Number two is stress level. Uh, and I will talk about this in step seven, I believe. I believe it's step seven uh, and it's meditation. That ties into the recovery as well. And I'm not gonna touch, I'm not gonna talk much about that, but I would tell you that a good state of mind is going to help you sleep better. So if you are struggling to sleep, you know, you gotta remember, gotta think of it like this. If, you're, if you go to sleep and you spend about an hour lying in bed with your mind racing every night, it's better to just take an extra half hour to just do like a nice, you know, wind down meditation, sleep, and then that'll help you kind of fall asleep. Yes, you're going to be losing that half an hour, but you're going to be sleeping better and your mind's going to be, you're going to be sleeping with a more rested mind than trying to sleep on a really like stressed out mind because you can't seem to calm it down properly. Um, so your mental state is also really important. Nutrition, uh, when it comes to nutrition, I would say coffee intake as well. One of those things, one of the tricky things is when it comes to uh, rest from recovery, a lot of individuals kind of, they jump onto the coffee scene, you know, when you are pretty relatively young. So usually people around like 18, 19, the, numbers, the number of people that drink coffee pretty much there's like a very steep climb between the ages of like 18, I think at 22, something like that. Um, it's usually around the like the post uh, post high school um, school years. Um, when it comes down to those that time frame, usually what happens is people start resorting to energy drinks and caffeine to keep themselves going later in the day. I would recommend a avoiding coffee that late. Uh, coffee should be something that I would usually tell people who struggle with sleep and struggle with recovery, don't consume it past two o'clock in the afternoon. Allow yourself enough time to really metabolize it completely before it gets too close to your sleep time so that you can kind of wind down so your body can actually start like preparing to go to sleep and go and recover. Um, energy drinks are just horrible, period. There's no like benefits to it aside from feeling like, like you're like, running 100 miles an hour for like an hour but in general like using it as a way to maintain sustained performance oof, that is like you are playing with fire your body is like for young people it's very easy to get away with it because they're, they're they recover um once you clear 25 it's just like it's going to start hitting you a lot harder once you're past 30 it gets even worse past 40 is like you're you're really just destroying your body's recovery systems it's not you're you're not teaching yourself how to recover properly you're not teaching yourself how to how to like balance out the amount of and let's not even get to the dopamine effects that are going on with 
um, having an energy energy drink. So when it comes to recovery, that's definitely another one that you want to make sure you're avoiding because it is damaging and affecting your recovery. Getting into the actual workout phase. So the next step, I would say, look at the workouts that you're doing. If you are struggling to work, recover it, if you feel like there are times where you're going to get into the gym, you're going to be training, you're going to be going for a run, and you're really just going to be like, man, I feel burnt. I feel fried. Like, I can't squat the same I'm doing. I can't run the same way I'm like I use, I'm used to running. Like, man, I used to do 5, 10K way slower, way quicker. I used to, I'm like, I'm like a minute and a half, two minutes slower today. I just feel drained. I feel dead. What's going on? Usually that's your nervous system kind of telling you that you've got an energy leak going on somewhere. So those are warning signs that I would recommend. And the reason I would say pay attention to those is because that's a kind of a warning sign for your body that, hey, you're getting close to this being way too much. You might want to take a step back. You might want to spend more time recovering. You might want to spend a little bit more time taking care of yourself and not pushing that boundaries or pushing the the, the, the envelope a little more than you should. You want to make sure that when you feel those those moments of really, really fatigue, high levels of fatigue and feeling like you're very much not yourself during your workouts and your numbers are dropping, take those as warning signs that you need to, to back off a bit, which is why I tell people to periodize. Periodizing means structuring your workout properly. Um, but that's why I tell people to do it because there is an effect that's going to happen that when you take a break for a certain period of time, what I do with a lot of my guys is I even periodize what they're doing. Um, and I even, I'm periodize. I'm going to stop saying periodize. I'm going to say schedule. The reason, the way I schedule their workouts and the load of their workouts and the volume of their workouts, volume being the sets and the reps of the workout, the way I, I control that is by having it kind of like go through a wave. So they will start off relatively high. They're going to go up to a very high. They're going to drop down to a medium. Then they're going to go up high again. And then they're going to take a complete week off. Not a week, not a complete week off, but it's going to be a very like down week. It's, it's, we call it a deload week. So it's going to go down a bit, allowing them to recover. Um, and what the science has shown is that when we do take that, that kind of down period, that downward that kind of like downturn of it. The upside of that on the next week is their power and performance levels go up. Usually I like doing this very close to the, uh, closer to their season. So I'll know that they're coming in about three weeks out, four weeks, three to four weeks out. I'm really like, it's, it's like they're in game shape. Like I need them in game shape. I need them performing at their absolute best. Their volume's going to be through the roof. It's going to be very hard. The next week's going to be rel- a, quite a bit easier. The week after that, it's going to be hard as well. And then it's a complete drop to a deload week where they're going to be able to recover that week, still do some stuff that's going to spark that nervous system, but get them to really like pop off the week after that week that they need to be at camp. So I kind of time it for that reason. And so using that week to recover, I've always seen that their performance and their numbers go up, which is why I do it just before testing and so that their number and their, their numbers and their performance goes up which shows you that if you are recovering even in the workout phase of it even in through the amounts through the volume of your workouts you will be seeing some benefit from taking that time off which is why we keep saying rest is a weapon so and it's not it's not like it's not one of those things where you go like oh i worked out twice this week i rest is a weapon guys used to say it all the time like hey bob you know i can't come work out today you know rest is a weapon it's not how it works it's you need to monitor that properly it doesn't mean that just because you're fatigued or you're like your heart rate variability is not 
is not super great. Doesn't mean you shouldn't come in and do a little something and then recover. It's just telling us where we need to go to continuously get that progress that we're looking for, but not feel that wall and not see that point where we've gone too far. And now it's really like we need to shut everything down and pull back. And then we're kind of jeopardizing that recover, jeopardizing that performance and jeopardizing that progress that we're looking for. So all in all, recovery is something that you can track. It's something that you should track. It's something that you should take really, uh, you should take as something that's very important in your performance, whether you are an athlete or you are just someone who wants to live an active life, recovery is going to be something that will help you dramatically. It's going to help stress levels. It's going to help you with your performance throughout your day. It's going to help you perform throughout your sport. It's going to help you live longer. So trust me, all of these things are very important. I have no doubt they are. So if you want them all to be important, use rest wisely, take advantage of it and take care of it properly because if you mess with it I promise you guaranteed no no questions asked anyone that comes in here and tells me is rest really that important if you don't take care of if you don't really like put some importance towards that rest it's going to come back and it's going to be much much worse for you later on so if you guys have any questions on that whether it has to do with some of the tech that I'm that I spoke about at the beginning whether it's some tech uh, items that you've used yourself, whether it's really understanding some of the numbers, feel free to reach out to me. I'd have no problems. I'd love to like help you kind of sift through all that data and all that information, help you get a better understanding of how to use those numbers to your advantage, how to use those tools to your advantage, and what things may be causing your uh, restriction, your limitations in recovery. All right. Until that next time, guys, have a great day. Keep building that foundation. Take care.